Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending January 27, 2023. I'm Sophie Antelgibert, and I'm joined today by my colleague and friend, Bei-Chen Lin, Investment Strategy Analyst at Russell Investments. Hi, Bei-Chen, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Sophie? Very good, thank you. I have been looking forward to this chat all week, I have to admit, especially because we've had a few interesting news items that I'm hoping we can get your take on. The first one being U.S. GDP growth number got released. Um, also looking at some recent PMI releases. And then um, the Canadian Central Bank has made some recent announcements and is going to be making some decisions. Does that sound good? Sure. All right. So maybe start us off with U.S. GDP growth numbers just came out. What caught your attention? What is your take on this? And what do you think the trajectory is for markets as a result? Sure. So I know that many investors have been looking at 2022 and they were glad that the year was over. It was a difficult year. Stocks were down. Bonds were down. But ultimately, if you want to look in the glass half full camp, what you can see is that the GDP numbers were still relatively strong. So in the fourth quarter, GDP in the U.S. grew at a rate of about 2.9% on an annualized basis. For the full year of 2022, GDP grew by 2% on an annual basis. So that's some pretty strong, solid growth. And that is one of the bright spots about 2022. If you look at the decomposition within the GDP growth numbers, you'll see that consumer spending was still relatively robust. But as we shift gears and start thinking about 2023, our outlook becomes a little bit less optimistic. So when we think about some of the leading data that is starting to roll in, some of the leading economic indicators, we are seeing more signs of softness. And ultimately, we still do think that the probability of having a mild recession in the U.S. is still relatively elevated for 2023. But I guess the glass half full part of that is it's still you're anticipating sort of a mild recession potentially. A is mild that... recession potentially, okay. correct. I'm just focusing on the glass half half full exactly. side of things. Excellent. So we've got GDP growth numbers that maybe weren't weren't quite as soft as, as we had been fearing. What about PMIs? Those were released earlier this week as well or have been coming in. What what are you seeing there? Does that corroborate the GDP growth story or exactly. how are things looking? So that's always this tension between some of the more leading economic indicators like PMIs versus some of the lagging indicators like the labor market indicators. When we look at the PMI numbers for the U.S., we saw that the flash PMIs for January were still in contractionary territory. Now, for Europe, they did manage to come out of contractionary territory, whereas for the U.K., they were also still in contractionary territory. But the bottom line is the PMI numbers are pointing to a likely economic slowdown for the U.S. and for many other developed markets. And that's one of the things that when you think about what has happened for the past few months, you see central banks across the world, the U.S., in Canada, they're all raising their interest rates. What will happen is that's going to slow down the rate of economic activity. And so it is perfectly normal to expect that the economy will ultimately soften a bit. So you and I had been talking before we started rolling the tape here um, about the central bank in Canada. You also just mentioned the central bank. Can you tell us a little bit more? What's been catching your eye and keeping you focused on the central bank in Canada? Sure. So the Bank of Canada recently held their monetary policy meeting and they decided to raise interest rates by 25 basis points to four and a half percent. They also announced that they were going to take a pause after this because what happens is 
monetary policy works on a lag. So it's not like when you drive on the when you drive a car and you step on the brakes, the car slows down. With monetary policy, when you raise interest rates, it can take a while before you know what the full effect of that interest rate tightening is going to be. So ultimately, the Bank of Canada wants to pause and assess the conditions a bit. Now, before you start getting too excited about that, you should realize that the Bank of Canada has already done a significant amount of tightening of monetary policy. Think about it, in the early days of 2022, interest rates were near zero, and now interest rates are at 4.5%. Our estimate of the so-called neutral rate, the rate at which monetary policy neither restricts nor expands economic activity, is around 2.5%. So as long as interest rates are above that neutral rate, even if the Bank of Canada remains on hold, it will have the effect of slowing down the economy. And to some extent, that's what the Bank of Canada wants to do because it wants to get demand and supply back towards a more balanced equilibrium so that we can contain some of these inflationary pressures. Now, it's also important to note that Governor Tiff Macklem of the Bank of Canada emphasized that this pause was a conditional pause, meaning that if the inflation numbers don't play out the way they expect, it is potentially possible that they might have to raise rates even further. The bottom line is the Bank of Canada, like many central banks across the world, they're committed to bring inflation back down to target and they will do whatever it takes, even if that means causing some softness in the economy. And that's, again, one of the reasons why we think that it is possible that there could be a mild recession. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Bei-Chen. Um, that was very helpful. Thank you for your insights. And thank you for joining us. We'll be back again soon.